1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 344 of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hi, Sarah. Happy, happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays. It's Christmas week. Oh, my gosh.
1: We are like right up on it. So if you're listening to this um, the day it releases, you've got, you know, basically three days to make all the rest of the magic happen.
0: (laughs) No pressure.
1: No pressure. Absolutely not. And then if you're catching this, you know, after the holiday Maybe you're reflecting back and feeling like, oh, things didn't go as well as they could have, or you wish there were some things you had gotten around to. So, this is like your either your pre, like last minute pre holiday pep talk or your post holiday pep talk. But either way, we are here to kind of reframe some of the things that moms tend to be really hard on ourselves about around the holidays.
0: Yes. And increasing, don't you feel like the hard on ourselves? ness of it all it gets um, increasingly intense the closer we get to like what's built up to be this big day and if you celebrate Christmas in your house that might be the 24th and the 25th depending on what and how you celebrate but it's like I can go into the season with all of these intentions that I'm you know it's not my first rodeo I've done this a bunch of times as a mom I'm not gonna succumb to the pressure this year I mean for Pete's sake we've recorded multiple podcast episodes <laughs> about releasing ourselves from that kind of pressure. And yet something about this week, the few days leading up to actual Christmas is like, we go into this Pavlovian response as moms of like, Oh my gosh, I didn't do that. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm out of time for that. And then if you're me, you get kind of grinchy and mean to be yeah. around. Um, and I know you've talked about how you have different ways of like presenting with overwhelm. Maybe you get kind of checked out or kind of sad. So yeah, there's a lot of ways moms are hard on ourselves. It's a it's a virtual um buffet of ways a smorgasbord, that we board, if beat you will. ourselves up yes. this time of year.
1: It's a charcuterie board of <laughs> um, different ways we feel like we failed, like we fell down on the job, right?
0: Guilt and shame. <laughs> charcuterie board of guilt, <laughs> shame, regret. Yes. Oh, I love it. With
1: a drizzle of honey and some mm-hmm. artisan almonds. But yes, so I, I love the way that we're like taking these common things and like reframing them. So that's kind of the structure of the first half of the episode. We'll talk about the things we're hard on ourselves. And then we'll talk about in the second half, some of the reframes that have helped us. And when I say have helped us, it's not like we've got it solved. We no. still struggle with these things, even with older kids. And Sarah, I feel like we beat this drum a lot, but social media doesn't help, especially when the way the um, trendy way to admit to falling down on the job is like in kind of a cute fail. Do you know what I mean? Like we've talked about this on the show before, like that, like, oh, this is the mom confessional. I ran out of ribbon. And so the last gift didn't have ribbon on it.
0: Or, you know, (laughs) it's like a performative (laughs) hot mess that isn't a (laughs) hot mess at all.
1: Right. And so the mom who like never even got around to wrapping a couple of gifts and like just threw a blanket over them. Like I've been there before. I literally had, (laughs) I had gifts in last previous Christmases that I ran out of paper and they were too big to like use scraps of paper. So I threw a blanket over the top of the gift.
0: That's amazing. And, I don't think I knew that little anecdote about you, but I <laughs> definitely have handed my husband his gift in the Amazon box that came in with a post-it <laughs> on right. it. And because he's our resident gift wrapper normally, and usually I can get it together to at least wrap his gifts. And then he wraps most of the rest. And I didn't even do that that year. It was like a raggedy cardboard box with like the the tape, like kind of, like yeah. hanging off, like not even, not even like a put together cardboard box, but like one that looked like it possibly got run over.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, okay, so let's take a break, Um, because man, there's just so many ways for us to like fail our let ourselves down. Because it's not like I don't think in the end Brian cared about no. that, and I know for sure my kids did not mind pulling a blanket off of a gift. I actually think they thought it was awesome, and I feel like there was a hamster in that <laughs> gift. So, I mean. <laughs> Like it probably would have been weird to wrap it anyway, but like they they didn't dampen their spirits at all to have a different presentation than would have been great on Instagram. Right. But it was like me, like the fingers pointing back at myself and saying, like, I didn't meet the standard. That was really hard. And so I'm excited to dig into these because um, I know that you're the way you and I are hard on ourselves might be very different, but I think listeners will definitely identify with at least a few of these.
0: I think they will too, and and also sometimes it just takes hearing the words spoken out loud to realize what you're doing to yourself. In other words, especially if you're newer to motherhood, you may not think you're being all that hard on yourself. You may actually just think you're failing. Does that make sense? Right. Like we, yeah.
1: We have enough like it's years justified,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we have enough years under our belt to be like, oh, I, that's like wow, I'm really beating myself up for that. But sometimes I think I hope for some of you just hearing these these things named. Um, might help you kind of identify some of the ways you're beating yourself up this holiday season, and then we'll help you reframe.
1: Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious.
0: Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go.
1: Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle.
0: Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code Hour 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
1: That's from our O-U-R dot com code mom hour.
0: All right. Well, that charcuterie um, mental image is so beautiful and perfect. I just hope that we can continue it throughout this episode. It's like a really stinky blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, listeners are like oh, or no, like please. a
1: brie where the where like the the rind is a little like uh, inedible. I don't know. OK, I'll stop with. the cheese. I know. The, refer- yeah. I could go down the sausage and like uh, meats area too, but I'll stop. I'll
0: stop. The nuts that are smoky, but you don't know it. So you <laughs> put like a whole butt or spicy and you're like, yes. oh man. Okay. <laughs> Anything uh, pickled. Anything. Yes. Pickled? You and I don't <laughs> like the overly smoky, the pickled. Okay. So um, we'll, ju- we're just going to kind of go back and forth and talk about some ways moms are hard on themselves typically over the holidays. And s- many of these we know by experience. Um, so the first one that I thought of is just because we're recording this or we're listening to this on December 21st, the the sheer notion that time is running out and you didn't get it all done. Now, this is a tricky one because in in many families, there is, in fact, a deadline. Your children will go to bed on December 24th and right. wake up and expect gifts, if that's the way your family and, celebrates. Uh,
1: spoiler alert, stores do close at some right. point. So. And stores do close <laughs> yes. and
0: shipping deadlines do pass. So. So it is not incorrect to say that there's a finite amount of time where I think it is incorrect is this. I didn't get it all. And I'm like Mm -hmm. circling mentally what the words it all what all do you think you need to have done by December 24th? Because for me, that imaginary list and it's not even a real list, it's not even in my to do list or my cute little notebook. It's like it's like a, a perceived cloud of obligation that I think I have to have done by a certain date that it takes me really sitting down and like really asking myself, is this truly necessary? Does this truly add meaning? Like, is, is this a rock? Is it a non-negotiable? And often the answer is no. And we'll get to the reframe a little bit later, but that's a big one. I didn't get it all done or I'm late or I'm behind and that somehow makes me a bad mom, right? Like the, yeah. and, and so, and so I failed. And so I failed right. Christmas. Oh.
1: Yeah. And we definitely will talk more about how to reframe that. But I think that that feeling of being behind starts really early. Like it starts this year stupid it early. Holy moly. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's October 1st. You're behind. Like, like I didn't even, what? I didn't even know it was coming. So I do think that that's one of those things where the, um, definition of, of behind is mm-hmm. also very skewed and can make us feel like, like, you know, how sometimes when you feel nervous or jumpy about something, it makes you spin your wheels and then you can't actually focus and get anything done. Mm -hmm. It's like the more you focus on what you aren't getting done, the less you actually get done. So it's super counterproductive. Um, And then the next one, I guess, would be along those same lines is like couldn't do all the things I wanted to do for whatever reason. I didn't have enough money. Um, I didn't have the energy. Uh, I had a baby and a toddler. And wow, that's really hard. Like, or whatever those things are. There's so many circumstances that can create a feeling of not being able to match up your output, your results mm-hmm. yeah. with what you hoped you could do. And I would argue that for a lot of us, it's, it has nothing. It's not even about the circumstances. It's just that our expectations are always outpaced. Like they're mm-hmm. always outpacing reality. And, and that's just like another way for us to feel bad about what we did get done.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, here's a big one for me sometimes, um, always is I didn't slow down to enjoy it all. Meaning I did all the things I crossed everything off my list. Everything's wrapped. Everything's ordered. I, I type a perfectionist, like achieved Christmas, but I somehow missed it or I didn't slow down to enjoy it. Or I was preoccupied or I was task focused. And that's something that's like, uh, I don't know. That is a layered, a layered mom guilt thing. but um that is something that I think sometimes we get to this week and think, Oh my gosh, like I did a lot of stuff, but where, like, where did the time go? Did I like, right. did I pay attention at the preschool concert? Like, was I, was I distracted, you know, during the candle lighting? So I think that is is we're, we're also told by social media and the media that we need to be completely present at every moment in addition to doing all the things. Yeah. So there's this added layer of like, I didn't, I didn't slow down. I wasn't in the moment with my kids.
1: Isn't it funny that we put the expectation on ourselves that we will set aside our own pleasure, our own enjoyment in order to make everything happen for everybody else? But then if we somehow didn't magically also enjoy it. We right. Failed. <laughs> right.
0: And <laughs> then please, please enjoy that.
1: Right, exactly. Like, so the whole point is we don't like and I can be very good at self-sacrificing my enjoyment to make things happen for other people. It's like that's actually like kind of my love language. It's, it's is my Enneagram. Like, I, I love that. But the worst thing is then later when I'm like, oh, but I should as part of giving the gift of other people enjoying things, I should also have enjoyed it because that's part of the gift. Like, that's impossible. That, that's right. just if you really think about that too hard, your brain will explode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. And some things just aren't that enjoyable. So um, the next one on our list is not just didn't slow down to enjoy it, but I just didn't enjoy it. And I think this is one of those very complicated ones, um, where there are so many reasons you might not like the holidays, like so many reasons. And we might get into a little bit more of that in the second half, but like, that's okay. That's your reason is your reason. Maybe it's a complicated family history. Maybe you don't like all the hustle and bustle and you just want things to be normal and you don't like that. Everything is like different and special. Um, Maybe like, maybe you had like a loss or something that happened Mm -hmm. during a holiday in the past. And it just reminds you of that. Like, there's so many reasons you might just not really like it. And then that creates that same guilt, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not only did I not slow down to enjoy it, I've just been gritting my teeth and pretending this whole time. So again, I'm sacrificing what I really want for other people, but then I'm feeling weirdly guilty about it.
0: Right, right. And let's feel yeah, let's feel extra hard on ourselves about that after already just having a hard time with the holidays.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Makes total sense, right? It's
0: it's a it's a little of a mini sandwich on the charcuterie board with multiple layers. Um, well, here's another one that does have the multiple layers, and this happens to me, and that is I make myself feel real bad when I am grumpy with my family Mm. during the holidays, as if somehow Grumpy mom during the holidays is worse than grumpy mom during the rest of the year. Like, I yelled at my kids and it's Christmas. So we're, you know, like it's supposed to be twinkle lights and sweet moments with our kids and yet when I feel grumpy or, you know, lose my cool a bit, I can be very hard on myself that somehow because it's the holidays this is extra ruining ruining the moment, ruining memories. Um I can be hard on myself about like my whole, I mean, we talked just, I think it was just last week about what we're modeling for our kids and what we hope our kids see in us when, you know, what we hope they remember when they look back. And this idea of a kind of stressed out sort of like grumpy mom is something that I do, you know, I am pretty hard on myself about. And at the holidays, it's just magnified that much. Every every mom has a good old fashioned Christmas tantrum. I mean, it's, like it's inevitable. It manifests
1: differently for all of us, but it happens. And yes, it's you know yes, absolutely. And doesn't it tell you a lot about your to your point the your rest of the eleven months of the year, Sarah mom, um, still is that same person at the holidays. It's just all intensified.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of um the, uh Christmas vacation movie, where the teenage girl. Audrey, I think is her name, is complaining about, I don't know, having her grandparents sleeping in her bedroom or something like that. And and the mom just has this tone of her voice. And so I wouldn't be like the Grinchy, um, like losing my temper mom. Right. I'd be like the one who just goes into this, Audrey, like, I don't know what to say, but it's the holidays and we're all in misery. And so like, I get <laughs> yes. this, like, just suck it up tone yeah, yeah. where I, it's almost like a sing songy, like, I'm just... I'm just lecturing my kids for having feelings essentially at that point. Uh-huh. Like, like here I am dealing with this. Why can't
0: you? It right. becomes I, I've yeah. stuffed all my emotions down. <laughs> Why can't you?
1: Right. Why aren't you doing the same? Just deal with it. Just and you know, we we talked about that, you know, recently when we were talking about um the things that we're proud of modeling for our kids yeah. and the things that we're not always so proud of. And for me, it's less about like losing my, you know, crap with the kids or like or like um it's less about me lashing out or being irritable. And it's more about me just (laughs) like modeling this, like, why can't you just go along with it? Like just be miserable for the sake of everybody. That's what we do. Just (laughs) do it. And so that actually segues perfectly into our last one on this list. And that is kids when the kids don't act like grateful enough, happy enough, when they don't respond, either in front of other people or not, just in front of me, when they don't respond in the way I think they should based on like what they're getting or what effort other people put into or the relationship between them and the gift giver, like it's your mm. grandma, you better be grateful, whatever, then I blame myself. I blame my parenting, mm. but maybe they don't really want to be, you know, pretend happy. Maybe they're grumpy. Maybe they're disappointed. Like they're not robots and they're not many adults. And it's not really about me, but I right. can definitely make their behavior, which is exacerbated by lack of sleep, disrupted routines, too right. much candy, disappointment, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things that all very naturally affects their behavior. But then I blame myself as though it's just a normal day in September or something. And it's not, yeah. you know? Yeah. So whew. it's a lot. That's an ugly charcuterie board. We just put together. <laughs> it's
0: stinky. It's stinky and moldy it's got olives and mold. on it. It I does think. olives and pickles and capers <laughs> 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 and smoked fish. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So Megan, I'm curious. We kind of went back and forth and I think some of these are very Sarah and some are very Megan and some we've both probably experienced. Um, Now you have older kids and teenagers and I have older kids and a teenager. I'm curious if this year, holiday 2021, two years into a global pandemic, if you're feeling one of these guilt, um, guilt sandwiches more acutely than some of the others this year or or have potential to this yeah. week as we head toward Christmas.
1: So I would say that what is interesting about this list is that your experience, like some years I really haven't experienced any of these very hard. And some years I've experienced all of them. And some years it's just you know, one or the other. So I think it has a lot to do with your personal circumstances, how old your kids are. There's a lot going into that. I think for where we are, this is the first holiday in two years that we'll be doing like the extended family get together. We didn't do it last year because of the pandemic. And so this year we're doing it again. And in the interim, my kids have now, they're two years older now, which means that their expectations around those things have changed. Like their relationships with their cousins have changed. Like everything has changed. And I think, probably that last one where I'm trying to sort of force them into the way it used to be when they were all little kids running around in a pack and all they wanted to do was just like be with their cousins. And there was nothing sullying that in any way. And now they're just older and now there's new kids on the horizon that have entered the family at different points because of marriage and relationships and stuff like that. So I guess I would say probably if there's anything I'm going, I haven't struggled with it yet, but if I'm going to, It's going to be my kids pushing back against the way things have always been Mm. either overtly or just by not being as wanting to participate quite the same way as they used to. Right. And then me feeling like they should like me feeling like they should do things the way they used to do them because it was so great when we used when they were, you know, seven (laughs) and now they're, you know, 16, 18. Like, it's just very different. And the the way they the way they interact with their cousins is different. There's a lot more screen time. There's a lot more. Will sneaking out to go visit his girlfriend, stuff like that, <laughs> that I anticipate on the horizon, and how will I deal with what everyone else might think about that, and the yeah. the way I react to his independence and things like that, and um, I think it's going to be a challenge.
0: I, that does sound like a challenge. And as you were talking, I was like almost trying to armchair psychologist, like the really like the root feeling there is a little bit of sadness about kids getting older and change and time moving on and then what you said at the very end which is caring what other people think and like right. if you are a mom with a beating heart i guarantee you have felt <laughs> sadness about about change and kids getting older and you've cared what other people thought like those are such two basic human fears and especially in motherhood so yeah um i think for me i i always every year have this feeling like it's all happening too fast. I didn't, mm-hmm. it's not so much on the task list. Um, I didn't get it done in time because I'm actually pretty good at that. It's more on the one of didn't slow down to enjoy it or it's here already. And I didn't, I haven't, it hasn't been magical yet. There's like mm. this feeling of like, I worked so hard to do all the things and and the house is decorated and the tree is so pretty. And have I noticed it? And that that's like, I mean, that again is like a very, I think, fundamental, am I missing something? Am I missing this? Am I present in the moment? And I think I do. I, I think I've always felt that, but the older my kids get, they're less in my face needy, right? I'm not with them right. all day. I actually have quite a few hours in my day to sit by the tree and, and work if I want, or to go for a walk and look at lights. And that opening up of time and space is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Moms of small children, like Someday you might be able to warm up a cup of coffee in a Christmas mug and just take a minute to look at the lights. It's great. And it um, creates a kind of like open space of pressure in and of itself where I think, oh my gosh, am I like, am I living my best Christmas life 2021? And that, I don't know what that's about, but that's what I I feel very acutely as my kids get older.
1: Well, it's very, it's very in line, I think with, uh an achievement oriented personality where it's mm-hmm. like i did all of these things when do the feelings happen like yes. the result is supposed to be that i feel a certain way and some years you just don't like some years just aren't that magical <laughs> you know what i mean like the magic maybe is something else like it's the routine or the so, there's something there but you're not going to always achieve that feeling and your kids aren't always going to like outwardly show that they're feeling a feeling or maybe they're not feeling it at all and it's like it's not it's not like anything else where you can put in the work and get the result right? because you can't manufacture it. Right. It's like, that's hard.
0: It's so true. You're so, I mean, that, that is, that's so nailed it. And I think we're going to get to the reframes after the break, but, but because you just said it, a quick reframe right there is that for someone like me, some of the magic is in the doing and the, and the producing and the list making and the, like the house decorating. So I think sometimes I tell myself a story that when the house is all decorated and the, presents are all wrapped, then I will feel the feelings. You're so right. That is totally what I do. When in fact, for me, that's part of the magic. That's part right. of the love. That's part of the homemaking and the caretaking. So yeah, the satisfaction like
1: is in the doing, not the waiting yeah. for the result of having done. But it's it's hard to reframe it that way.
0: Yeah. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately. And it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet.
1: Sarah, our sponsor, Hia Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Higha vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? To grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah. So we are getting into reframing um, the the messy, gross charcuterie board that we created. <laughs> so I want to talk about first. Let's just talk about what's on this delightful, delicious charcuterie board. And I'm yeah. going to say a nice sharp cheddar. Yeah, a really like a triple cream brie.
0: Oh, you love. I you and I are the so the same. We have the same palette. I love a triple yes. cream. Yeah,
1: with with like maybe like some kind of really plain cracker, so that it doesn't like mm-hmm. overwhelm. Debris. Can there so be a be... really
0: thinly sliced apple or pear yes. or both to like combine with that? Or
1: like a compote or like a mm-hmm. um, or a chutney or like a nice little fig schmear?
0: You don't have to say or we just have olives all of, all these of things. those things, yes.
1: Mine would not include anything gross like olives or pickles. Um, no, no
0: olives, no pickles, no smoked anything for us. Um, no cured meats for me. I'm not like a oh, I'm salami. A cured, I do
1: like salami. I do I like don't. a good cured meat. But I also not too long ago, I first of all, I mean, this is not this episode actually is not about charcuterie, but
0: it is now it is now.
1: I just want to say that as they've become more popular, I feel like restaurants have tried to become a little more precious with them Mm. and to the point now where they're kind of stupid sometimes. And I had one not too long ago that was served with like a pickled egg. And I just thought, who would ever want to eat a pickled egg on their charcuterie board? Maybe there's like probably a whole bunch of listeners who are like me. I'm that person.
0: Not me. Keep it simple. Not us. Okay, no. well, let's talk about nuts, though, because there's two kinds of oh. little nuts I want on this. One is a Marcona almond with like, a you know, the really oily ones that are yeah. really expensive, but like a rosemary, like some kind of savory um, herb situation on there, not smoky and not overly spicy. But like, I think Trader Joe's has like a rosemary Marcona almond. And then I do like a pecan, like um mm. like a candied pecan. um That would be delicious. And, and I do like a
1: little drizzle of honey and I, Mm. and like, I'll take almost any kind of nut. Macadamia nuts are also very interestingly good Mm. on, yeah, it's a, it's an unusual choice, but I've seen it it a couple of times. Or a fresh
0: walnut. I, I think Mm. in my mind that I don't like walnuts because they're, if they're like in cookies or brownies, I'm like, why is this here? And And they're like like bitter almost. Yes. They get kind of rancid tasting or like soggy in a salad, but a fresh walnut, like, you know, use your nutcracker to crack that open. Those are yummy. Mm. Mm. OK, OK. And well, on <laughs> crackers, I'm open to any kind of if you if there is a, a piece of crunchy gluten that can get this stuff to my mouth, I'm fine. I don't but really I, care.
1: But I, if it's a baguette, I really want it somewhat semi soft because I don't like to like scratch up the roof of my mouth with a, when it like, like
0: explodes in your hand. Like, yes, you take a Yes, bite.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then you've just got a mess and it's all over the charcuterie board. And now, no one else wants to eat it. I mean, there's a lot that can go wrong, much like the holidays. See what I just did there? So let's reframe that. Okay. So here are some ways of looking at all those things we're hard on ourselves about, um, in a different way. And I guess the first one that I think feels really timely for the, the release date of this episode, the 21st, is that there's still time. There will still be time tomorrow. There will still be time the next day. There yeah. will actually still be time on the 25th to do stuff, right? Like, um... My mom one year when I was probably 10 announced on the 24th that we were going to do the 12 days of Christmas, Oh, which starts, I believe, either on the 24th or the 25th. And then you uh-huh. open a gift every day for 12 days. And I thought that was amazing. And she said, oh, it's because it'll extend, you know, send the, the fun and we'll, yeah. you know, we'll be doing Christmas for longer. I think she just ran out of time.
0: She was out of time. Blessed her. Yep.
1: And I think she came up with a workaround at the last minute, which is genius. Now that I think about it. But for me, it was like, oh, that's so special and cool. So you still have time. Do whatever. You
0: you still have time. If you have ever been to your local big box grocery store, I'm not even talking about Target, but like your regular your Kroger's or your Albertsons or whatever you have on December 24th, you could pull off a significant Christmas situation on like at five o'clock in the afternoon on December 24th, if you needed to, like, they've got matchbox cars, they've got Barbies, they've got bath stuff. They've got, you would have to get creative. You'd have to keep some self love and forgiveness on yourself, but you could do it. And I think reminding ourselves that there is still time. We have these, like all of this shipping and Amazon delays and we've like, and the marketers have convinced us that the deadline has passed because we get it in our inbox 47 times a day, like shipping You've missed the shipping deadline, but if you pay us $200, we can still get it there tomorrow. Like most of you, not all of you, some of you live down lovely rural dirt roads on farms. And I know you're listening and I love you, but many, many of you have access to some kind of retail situation that will be more delightful than you think on the 22nd, 23rd, 24th.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think I've told the story before, but I, one year when William was a baby, we decided to go see Elf on Christmas Eve
0: at the movie oh, theater I love this story. You have told it, tell it again. It's great. okay.
1: So we all decided, um, you know, it was Jacob, Isaac, they were little kids and will was like maybe a year old and John and I were like, Oh, let's go to the movies. And then we were going to have Christmas dinner at my house the next day. And we just forgot that the stores would close by the time we came out. I don't know what we were thinking. We weren't, <laughs> we wanted to take the kids to see this movie and we had an amazing time. And then we came out and all of the stores were closed. So we went to quality dairy, which is, um, it, like a mid-Michigan, it's not. It's like better than a gas station, but not
0: as good as a grocery store. Like a Seven Eleven kind of, kind of like, like a Seven Eleven kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we bought like I feel like we bought packages of like the mashed potatoes in a bag, mm-hmm. um, and canned green beans, and made a green bean casserole, and like chicken breasts or something. Maybe we already had chicken breasts. We we pulled off Christmas dinner with like gas station food. Yeah, because we forgot it was like literally the last last minute like norad santa was like hey right. kids get in bed you know <laughs> like, <laughs> hey dum dum don't you hear the sleigh bells but like we we're still kind of pulling it together and there's been like midnight runs out to whatever's open to get batteries because we forgot it's just been like yes. many 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 ways to pull things together at the last minute it's like we tell people all the time if you go into labor and you haven't bought everything and It'll like It's okay because there's going to be places to buy things like, you know, it's like the same concept. So
0: it is. And I I would just to put a final bow on that one, if uh, we're recording this during the last week of school and if you have school aged kids, I would argue that the pace and the demands on your family during the last week of school before break makes it feel like time it's not only time is running out it's like time has already run out you've already missed (laughs) the party you were late on the teacher gifts it's like it has a way of just making you feel so behind but once your kids hit break and this year you know the 17th is like the Friday and so there are actually several days you may find that your schedule or maybe your partner's work schedule or certainly the amount of driving kids around um, might not every family schedule, but might open up so that you actually have plenty of time on the 22nd and 23rd to do things that you thought should have been done earlier. So there's all kinds of reframing. And, and the, the basic is that there is still time and it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually
1: think I wrote a blog post about this last year when I did the holiday help. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote a whole post about like how to reframe the idea that like the week between Christmas and new year's, for example. It's a great opportunity to enjoy your Christmas tree, even if yeah. you didn't get up. I don't. I think in the past, like in his in, throughout history, people didn't put their trees up until like right. Christmas like, Eve or something. Yeah. yeah. So you're not behind. You're just you're culturally behind. different, maybe, than what is being sold to you. So yes. there's still time. You can leave the tree up for two more weeks if you want to, which means it can go up whenever you want it to or whatever it is. You know, you can play Christmas music until January fifteenth. Who cares? You totally. still have the season is still happening. It's still swinging. It
0: is. Well, this is one that we have been shouting from the rooftops for literally years, Um, but it's maybe one of the more important reframes from my motherhood life. And that is, it is not your job to be the sole magic maker at the holidays. That is not, no one gave you that job. Well, uh, maybe the marketers and the social media made you think that was your job, but that is a mantle you can take off permanently. So when we go back to some of these ways that um we make ourselves feel bad like I didn't take them to see the lights and I I did we didn't have time to do this or I didn't have money for that really like beautiful nutcracker show whatever the thing you're making yourself feel bad about it it is alleviated if you remember that their experience of the holidays is not solely yours to create they are forming their childhood memories of the holidays right now the traditions are happening and you don't even see them because you haven't had enough holidays as a mom to like mm. you know look back and say oh right like we always did things that way that is unfolding in a much more organic way than you think and you it's not your job and you're not it is not on your to-do list to make magic for your children the magic is being made and it's it's not all on you so that's an important reframe it's it's really important
1: and like how do we even define magic when has it been made um <laughs> you know what I mean, like, how do we define when magic happened? Like we talked about in the first half, like we're waiting for that feeling. And when yeah. the feeling doesn't come, does that mean we didn't do something right? Or can we really even control the other people in our homes? Like we can't make them experience something. Right. No matter how perfectly we set it up, that that's on them. Like they either feel it or they don't. And there could be lots of reasons that they do or don't. So, yeah, that's that's a really good one.
0: Yeah. And the, and the way now you have teenagers and even adult children, Megan, and, and when we look back on our own holidays, we don't remember like a Christmas when we were four that we cried the whole dang time, you know, like we don't, that's not part of how we formed our perception of family holidays growing up. It's a much bigger, it takes much longer, I think is my point. So worrying that you somehow didn't deliver on an experience I think is, um, almost assuming you have more, more, um, power and importance than you really do. Yeah. Like they yeah. will experience the holidays as this amalgam of many, 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 many moments and experiences that take years to solidify into like, um, a, a, a memory or, or a perception of how our family culture was around the holidays. You're, you're not making it or breaking it this year or this day or this morning. Yeah.
1: Well, that leads very nicely into the next reframe, which is that sometimes the things that epically fall apart are part of the memories. And I feel like maybe, Sarah, you might have a specific uh, yes, example I in I do. this one. Yeah.
0: Well, you told I mean, you told the story about the gas station Christmas dinner. And I just listened to an, such a good podcast episode by our friends Kelsey and Erica at the girl next door. They just told Christmas fail after Christmas fail. So if you haven't listened to that, I'll link it up and listen to it this week. It will make you feel better. But I was just laughing because we have put antlers and a red nose on our minivan since my kids were really little. I wrote an essay about it way back when they were tiny. And it's a sweet tradition when we just we get the antlers, we put them on the car. Well, every single year without fail, one of the kids actually more than once a year, one of the kids will roll down the window. So the antlers attached to the at Automa- the top of the power windows on the minivan, not the front windows, but like the ones where they sit in the second row. Someone will roll down the window while I'm driving, forgetting there's an antler. <laughs> the antler will fly <laughs> off into the street. Now, this is going back, I think the first year we got antler or the car stuff was Violet was a baby. So it's like eight or nine years we've been doing this. When they were younger, if you can imagine tears, panic would ensue in the car. I'd have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and a one-year-old screaming that our car antler off and I need to drive safely. So many times we just had to let it go. That antler like was in the middle of the road. Now, sometimes depending on where we were and how it happened. And as my kids got older (laughs) and I could safely like pull over or whatever, I would go retrieve the antler, which always was very exciting. It felt like I was going into battle or something. And for those who worry, I only did this when it was truly, truly like road safe to do so not causing car accidents over a felt antler. Um, so sometimes we lost it permanently and we would hop on Amazon and order another antler. That's just what we did. It became part of the Christmas to be like, well, we're a one antler car for a a couple days. Then we'll get a new one. Um, and then sometimes we would have this heroic rescue. And then now my kids are 13 and 11 and twice this season, we have lost an antler and I have safely pulled over and and told one of my kids (laughs) to go pick it up off the side of the road. And they have, so now losing an antler and my kids have even framed it this way themselves. Losing a car antler in a spectacular, dramatic fashion is part of our Christmas uh, tradition. It's not a fail. It's just what we do. We buy cheap antlers for our minivan and we lose them all over the side of the road.
1: I, I love that so much. Um, I don't know that everyone's fails are quite as dramatic, but I think that most of us have certain things like. Oh, we always get a straggly tree. How do we always end up with like the straggliest yeah. tree on the, at the lot? Or like, I don't know, like our cookies always taste terrible or some, you know, there's our wrapping jobs are always awful. And like, they look like you just wrapped up. Right. The
0: dog gets into the gingerbread houses. Exactly. Or
1: right. And you're right that those things are part of the memory, especially when part of maybe part of our jobs as moms isn't to like. Create like to artificially manufacture magic because we can't really do that, but to like help the people in our family frame things as magical that yeah. maybe aren't. And so much of what we remember, like you said, Sarah, is kind of made up in our brains. Like we don't remember things accurately. I don't. Like I look back at my holidays growing up, I have a very specific set of memories that all revolve around a feeling I had about the way things were. They're not mm. true. They're not they're not they're true but they're not fact. Yes. Um they're true for me and they're they're they truly did happen but it's like the memories that my brain cherry picked to put mm-hmm. together into this like you know highlight reel. There's a reason why those ones are the ones that stuck and the other ones didn't. And I do think moms have a can have a lot of impact on that. Like sure. Helping not to create the memories but to create the I don't know the framework around which our kids retain certain things yeah, or value certain things. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. So here's a reframe. And I think this one pairs nicely with when we talked about sometimes it just isn't fun and we make ourselves feel bad for not enjoying this season. And I think a reframe for that is simply that not everyone loves the holidays and not every holiday season is a good one. Megan, you've had some tough December since I have known you Um, And you are not alone. It is a it's a hard season for a lot of people. It's a sad season for a lot of people. So when we're doing that thing where we are not enjoying it and then adding a whole bunch of guilt that we're not enjoying it, the reframe is maybe that we're not alone. And there are a lot of reasons why this season is hard, period, full stop.
1: Yeah. And I think that that um, I think a lot about my sister when I think about this, because she was like a Grinch, like she really, truly hated Christmas. For most of the time her kid her older kids were really little, and that was because she was like always broke um she did not have a supportive or very functional spouse, so there was a lot of upheaval, a lot of her having to hold things together and like grin and bear it and mm. things really did change for her like when things like things clicked into place, and now she loves the holidays but like mm. you couldn't have when she had kids who were say thirteen. 10 and seven and everything was terrible all the time. And then even more so when she's now working extra shifts on the weekend to pay for gifts and things like that, There, you couldn't just say, well, snap out of it. It's the holiday. Be happy. Like, <laughs> no, thank Mary, you. Mary, 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 right. Like that, that was just not on the, it wasn't on the menu for her. It wasn't on her particular charcuterie board at that point. It had a lot of stinky um, cheese mm-hmm. and stuff on it. So, and pickles, but, it did change. So sometimes maybe you might be a person who you're just never really going to love the holidays because they don't do it for you. There's something about the holiday and this season in general. That's just not your thing. That's okay. Um, you might've experienced, like I said, in the first half, a loss, or you might be going through a divorce or something really hard. I was there for years where I do feel like I was kind of going through the motions, like semi sort of enjoying it, but not to the same degree that I had. And wondering where that went and whether, whether I'd ever get it back. Like that's really hard too. And then maybe it's just not your time. Like maybe this is just not your year or your decade to really enjoy it. But at some point your kids might be a little older, or maybe your financial situation will get, you'll get some relief there. Or maybe some things relationally that are really hard right now, but get sorted out one way or the other. Like like there's lots of things that can change and shift. So I think it's like, we have to go in, allowing ourselves to be who we are this holiday, like Mm, whatever feelings we're having this holiday, that's okay. But also to be open to the idea that things could change in the future. And I think sometimes we get stuck in one or the other. Like Mm -hmm. we get stuck in like, I hate it. I'll never like it. Or I have to like it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it can be either or, yes and both. And, yeah. 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 Okay. So I think this one is particularly apropos when you have like, I don't know, maybe little kids or maybe you just moved or maybe someone got laid off or maybe everything just fell apart. And that is one year that doesn't go right. Um, doesn't undo all the other years. Like Mm -hmm. Christmas doesn't have to look the exact same year after year after year for again, that amalgam memory to be overall positive or to be overall sentimental or warm. Um, and I know that uh, one of our contributors, Shawnee, mm-hmm. wrote a great blog post about how she got sick and yeah. basically spent a whole Christmas like on her couch watching movies. and like so the whole thing got blown up, but, but the holiday didn't blow up.
0: Well, right, and I loved Shawnee's post because she fully admits that so she was sick last Christmas, Christmas 2020. A um, man had been sick for a while, and they had all ruled out um, they actually do think she had COVID, but her family had all tested negative multiple times. And she was in this very exhausted, like truly like bedridden state. And she knew that going into Christmas Eve. Um, so she literally just sent her husband and they have five children, sent them off to church and to the in-laws. And she stayed home and watched Hallmark movies on her TV by herself on Christmas Eve And she fully admits it was great. Like, so, so the, the crazy year that undid all of the traditions that they had, she's not going to repeat it this year.
1: She's not like mommy's getting sick every year. So
0: (laughs) I can't go. I think I'm sick. I cannot do it. I'm sorry, honey. You'll have to take the five children to mass. No, but I think it did provide that reset where it's like, oh, like. I don't, it doesn't have to be the same every year. We survived. We survived a Christmas with mom on the
1: couch. She Like it doesn't have to be the same. And she doesn't, the the funny part is for the kids and the spouse, it kind of was the same. Yeah. She just didn't have to be the one making it happen. Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, you know, we, we inflate sometimes our uh, irreplaceability, our importance, Our our influence. They all still got to go to mass. They also got to go visit the in-laws. Who knows how it went? Who cares? Like, I'm sure her husband figured it out, right? But she had a completely different experience. And in a way, that was wonderful. Like, it was like, it's like a gift. Like, who gets to do
0: that? Right. Right. You know, know. we're all just secretly wishing that we could do that this year. Well, (laughs) anyway, I don't go to, I don't leave my house or my parents' house on Christmas Eve. But if I were, if I were trekking to a big in-law family gathering on Christmas Eve, uh, and I love my in-laws, but that just, yeah, that's that's tough. That's a lot. Um, so I think sitting one out with a um, a mystery illness on the you might start Christmas suddenly Eve. having a
1: little bit of yeah. like I don't know a random cramp or like a, yeah. I don't know a headache, a, mi- a migraine perhaps. Yeah, a
0: little issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, here's the the last reframe for us today, and this kind of matches up with what you shared about seeing kids' behavior as somehow a reflection of your parenting. And that is just simply the reminder that it is not the way your kids respond when they open a gift and the way they, you know, behave at the Christmas dinner. We talked a lot about that when we did our guesting and hosting series um, like a month ago. It is not you are not doing anything wrong. It's not your it's not a reflection on you as a mother. It is simply children being imperfect humans, which is, I think, how you said it back in that episode.
1: Yeah. And. I think that if you're uh, if you're wired like me, you not only want to do everything for your kids, but then here's here's the thing about I know we talk about Enneagram a lot, but like here's the shadow side of someone who's who gives a lot that sometimes there's this unspoken expectation that like everybody like because you gave now everyone's going to reflect that back to you in the form of being happy and grateful. Mm. Oof, and it's yeah. uh, a lot uh, to that's put not going the <laughs> It's <laughs> not the going people. to happen. No, it's not. It's a very unrealistic expectation. And so whether it's that you are just disappointed because your kids don't seem to appreciate what you're doing, that can be really hard or that you think other people are judging you, then, then that's more performance based or more mm-hmm. achievement based. Like what must other people think of my, you know, as, of me as a mom because my kid didn't say thank you and mean it. Like, mm-hmm. again, they're not, robots and they have their own feelings around Christmas. And honestly, sometimes behaviors that we get really used to from, let's just say extended family. Mm -hmm. um, We get used to them because we're adults and we've been, we've been training ourselves for a long time to accept poor behavior, honestly, or to accept annoying things from other people. Kids have not, they can smell a rat. They can (laughs) smell a stinky cheese or a pickled egg. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, they know that, like, you know, Uncle Bill's a jerk or whatever. Like, yeah. and and like our expectation that they're just going to kind of toe the line can be very out of whack sometimes with reality. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's sort of kind of unfair sometimes. Like, the mm-hmm. we've learned to deal with it because we're adults and that's what we do. The kids are so honest. Right. So there's like that whole, like, the kids' behavior and the way they reflect outwardly, like, what you think they should or... You don't think that they should. It's it's very complicated. There's a lot going on there and it's out of your control. And that's what I think makes it so hard, but also makes it so honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is really I just want to like I think my final thought here is that this is really hard work. I was thinking about a couple of conversations in our Facebook group that have been very like kind of poignant or touching to me. And it's when people are sharing like um, extended family dynamics that are really hard at the holidays. And we haven't talked a lot about that today, but we just acknowledging that like those complicated interfamily moments and relationships and potentially toxic stuff that happens at the holidays is really hard to navigate. And if, if you're someone experiencing that you are not alone and yeah. for sure it is for sure not something you need to feel bad or guilty about i think what i've loved about seeing in the facebook group is people almost cheering each other on for holding respectful boundaries for finding ways to navigate it like moms are just doing hard work and i appreciate it
1: yeah me too
0: well that's it it is it's time to wrap up and get to christmas wrap up here and go wrap,
1: wrap some go stuff. wrap some stuff maybe you were listening to this while you were wrapping Maybe hopefully you're ready to wrap up the wrapping, but probably not.
0: I bet you were. Well, (laughs) you know, we have many a holiday pep talk uh, episode in our archives that we can link up in the show notes. Um, If you want to do a little something for us, not in the next four days, people, you have plenty on your plate, but maybe over the break, um, leaving us a review in Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen, sharing the show, texting an episode to a friend you think might like it. I'm um, sharing to social media what all of those individual things are like little gift wrapped presents for us, but they do not need to be under the tree by December 25th. They no, were. You've got time. You've got all the time in the world, but we do really appreciate that. So that could be
1: like a Valentine's Day gift. Just shoot for <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: if you come birthday. in a little early, My it'll birthday. be great. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. exactly it's exactly your birthday. Um, And then a gift for you. like Like you mentioned, Sarah, we've got so many episodes that are going to help you. I don't know, power through this holiday, feeling maybe a little bit better. I, I don't know. I don't want to say feeling great. That's a that's a high sell. That's a high bar, bar, high bar to, to cross, but maybe just to get more of this um, perspective. And, and we've got a lot of those and a bunch of great other content at our holiday headquarters. So that's at the slash holiday 21. And we've got a great collection of, well, gift guides. I mean, it might be a little late for some of those right now, but maybe not. There might still be some things on there Seriously. that you can-
0: yeah, you could go browse them just for ideas. And then, like we said, go hit up the gas station. Go to the gas station.
1: <laughs> go to CVS. They have a few things. Yes. And, and I just think it's also just it's a fun place to go kind of get in that spirit. So go check that out. Again, that's at the slash holiday 21.
0: And we will be back with you a week from today on the 28th um, with an all new episode and just wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate and a wonderful restful week. Merry Christmas.